as a culture, if we aren't careful, the backlash to our current economic system won't just affect the big multinational corporations and tech firms. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. And in case you hear some natural background noise, that's because I'm out of the country. So hello from out of the country. But before we dive into this episode, here's what I wanted to share with you. I know that I am even more focused on connecting the dots between where I am today and where I want to be on December 31st, 2022. If you are as well, and you want a pacing partner, a second set of eyes, and a different perspective on what small tweaks may need to be made to your business and financial game plan, well, then let's chat. Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know you want to schedule a discovery call, and we will take it from there. Now, let's dive into today's show. Yes, it's September, often seen as the back to month, right? It's back to school, back to work after a summer holiday, back to a non-summer schedule. But I want to talk about last month. Everyone knows February is Black History Month, but did you know August is National Black Business Month? In 2004, Frederick E. Jordan and John William Templeton started this annual month-long event of recognition to, quote, drive the policy agenda affecting the 2.6 million African-American businesses, end quote. Well, that was 2004, and that 2.6 million became 3.2 million based on 2018 numbers from the U.S. Small Business Administration. Black small business ownership and entrepreneurship have long been an integral part of the U.S. economy, dating back to the 1700s. Yes, even then, some free and enslaved Black people had businesses. Did you know that? This backdrop is one of the many reasons why I have such a visceral reaction to the sentiments of anti-capitalism. And I'm not shy about saying so either, including most recently as a guest on Tara Newman's podcast that went live on August 16th. We'll link to that in the show notes in case you want to check it out. And yes, <laughs> I don't live under a rock. I am fully aware of the flaws and the hypocrisy of capitalism. I am aware of the intersection of systemic racism and capitalism. Yes, some companies both large and small, abuse our economic system by skirting taxes and by prioritizing profits over everything else, just to name a few. And yet, even with all its flaws, how can I oppose an economic system that enabled my ancestors to create thriving lives for their families and communities against incredible odds at that? or one that enables my peers and me to do the same in the 21st century. 
under what other type of economic system can a private citizen decide to open and operate their own company and yield a large degree of autonomy on how they finance their livelihood and build their wealth? I've yet to see an answer to this question from supporters of anti-capitalism. Should we hold big multinational corporations and tech firms that behave badly accountable when they do things like pollute our water, violate our privacy, or knowingly produce unsafe products? Absolutely. But in my opinion, the response to these deeds and things like them isn't anti-capitalism. The response is in part via legislative and regulatory policies. This is what Mr. Jordan and Mr. Templeton had in mind, and this is one of the reasons they launched National Black Business Month 18 years ago, to center the question, what policies are government officials and community leaders pushing for and enacting to address the structural barriers that Black businesses across the country often face, whether it's the neighborhood mom and pop, or the tech startup, or other types of businesses in between. By the way, this is another reason voting matters, folks. Additionally, great care needs to be taken not to paint such a broad stroke picture when it comes to the anti-capitalism conversation. Here's why. And it's something that I've shared before, most recently when I talked about Juneteenth, and we'll have to link to the episode number on that. But in that episode, I shared this stat, and I'll share it again here. U.S. small businesses employ approximately 57 million people. Fortune 500 companies employ approximately 28 million people. In other words, small businesses are the backbone of the U.S. economy. Per the Small Business Administration, they account for about 44% of the economic activity. And per the numbers I've just shared with you, they employ twice as many people as larger businesses. So when talk of anti-capitalism surfaces, three things immediately come to mind for me. First, do those who adopt this view really want small businesses and entrepreneurs to pay the price for something they usually aren't responsible for having done? Sure, they may employ more people, but they certainly don't have the scale to do the misdeeds, or certainly not to the same degree, that trigger the backlash to capitalism. That's first. Second, do those who adopt the view of anti-capitalism believe my peers and I don't have a right to take the risk of starting and building a hopefully viable business? Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is assured. No one is saying that. But do we not have the right to take the risk to give it a shot? And if people are saying that we don't have a right, well, that doesn't sit well with me at all. Third. It's interesting to me that the anti-capitalism rhetoric seems to be increasing right when more Black women are pursuing entrepreneurship. In fact, we are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. According to USA Facts, the numbers of businesses owned by Black women 
grew 50% from 2014 to 2019, representing the highest growth rate of any female demographic are those who are anti-capitalism, are they paying attention to facts like these? My point with all of this is this, as a culture, if we aren't careful, the backlash to our current economic system won't just affect the big multinational corporations and tech firms. This sentiment can have a devastating effect on existing Black-owned small businesses and stymie the launch of new enterprises that will likely play a key role in building wealth for Black families. I often say there are three key ways to build wealth. Own a business, invest in the stock market, and own income-producing real estate. A business, though, is the one that you have the most direct control over and is what will move the needle with regard to trimming the racial wealth gap. For me, recognizing National Black Business Month is about celebration. It's about consumerism, i.e. buying with intention. It's about advocacy. And it is also about giving thanks. I absolutely love the body of work I've been able to create. And as you might imagine, more than 20 plus years in, the journey has not been without its challenges. But wow, what an absolute blessing it is to have an option to own a company, to work with my clients past, current, future, helping to shape how money affects their lives and their businesses and to serve them in my own unique way. How awesome is it to have this as a platform to be in your ear week after week, sharing my thoughts on the intersection of money, business, and life and the human side of all of that. This is what capitalism is for me. And it is why I have more than 3.2 million reasons to support it. So this month and at all times, thank you for supporting this Black-owned business. As I like to say, hashtag, I am grateful. Well, that is it for today's episode, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end. If today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. Please send me a DM on Instagram. And if you want help finishing the year strong, hitting or maybe even exceeding your business and financial goals, well, then let's chat. Send me a DM on Instagram and we will set up a discovery call. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them, but also it signals to Apple that folks are listening. And so we'll get further up into the queue. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Thank you once more for listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money.